It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. Today's episode is focused on the state of higher education, an industry that's been shaken up by this pandemic. Our guest today is Dr. Michael John McDonough, president of Raritan Valley Community College in New Jersey. Welcome, Dr. McDonough. Good morning. Thank you. So if uh, if things weren't crazy enough, we're recording this in the middle of a hurricane. So uh, <laughs> we're living on the edge here. <laughs> but, in more ways than one. True, true. So I'm so glad that you would take a few minutes in this very crazy um, time for everybody, and particularly for higher education, um, to, to talk with us about some of the challenges that you're facing. Um, to kick things off, maybe let's talk a little bit about your role at Raritan Valley. What what uh, what brought you from England to beautiful Hunterdon County, New Jersey? <laughs> uh, it's been a, uh, uh, to quote a band, right, it's been a very long and strange trip. Um, <laughs> so I, I came to the States um, in 1981, actually, um, went through graduate school here. Uh, became a faculty member for many years, uh, then an administrator, um, and ended up remarkably uh, here in New Jersey. So, so who knows, right? Uh, completely accidental, um, and not not at all uh, what I had thought my career uh, would be. Uh-huh. Uh, but delighted to be here. It's a it's a great job. I'm lucky to have it. I work with great people. I uh, work with great students, and um, I think all of us recognize that uh, education is such a vital part of our culture, of our society, um, and I'm really happy to see our students uh, excel and inspire. Uh, I, it's a great job. I'm, I'm very lucky to have it. Yeah. So, uh, from the perspective of the um community colleges and your role uh, in, in terms of getting kids back to school this year, um, yeah. how my how that has changed, right? <laughs> oh, I, this has been, uh, this is clearly, and I know, I know everybody says this, right? Uh, this is the most profound moment in, in my career. I mean, yeah. I've never encountered on a daily basis, these challenges. Um, but again, I've, I've got a wonderful team. Um, our students are focused on, on transforming their lives, and we'll get through this. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, as you noted um, it, right at the beginning, this will fundamentally change um, our organization. It will fundamentally change, I hope, higher education. I hope we take advantage of this moment. What would you like to take advantage of? What's something that comes to mind in terms of the the changes that and the ways you're adopting? Um, we, sure. we, we often talk about what are we going to keep and what are we going to cut, right? From sure, after, sure. after we get through the really rough patch, I don't know that there's a going back to normal, but maybe the new normal or next normal or... Sure. A- absolutely. So... And again, I, I, I want to recognize that I'm talking about the community college sector, mm-hmm. which has a dynamic, I think, all of its own. 
So we can take one of the most fundamental issues, um, and that is our students have problems physically getting to campus. We're not served by public transfer transportation. Because we serve student populations that are often first generation, economically disadvantaged, um, the opportunity to really enhance uh, remote learning is a great opportunity for us mm -hmm. to reach even more students. Um, you know, prior to the pandemic, um, access to higher education is still a problem in this country. It's still a problem for certain student cohorts. So how can we exploit this opportunity, this moment, yeah. to reach out to that population? And by the way, the other thing we've learned, right, one of our challenges, there is a digital divide. Students don't have, on the one hand, the kind of uh, tablets or computers they need, and on the other, they don't have access to broadband internet. Mm -hmm. How do we resolve these questions? Mm -hmm. How do I take the college, right? We, it's a physical campus. They come to us. How do we break out of that and take this college everywhere mm -hmm. where students are? Yeah, I, I, I love that you are looking at how do we turn this quote unquote challenge into the opportunity, right? How do we find joy in this struggle? How right. do we make something positive out of this disastrous situation and, and taking college to the student Absolutely. is, is um, a really interesting um, avenue. And, and I think technology plays a huge role in that. And um, speak to me a little bit about uh, how the technology you either had in place or needed to put in place at, at college has helped you on that mission of taking education to the students? So I, I think, to be honest with you, this has been um, an eye-opening moment for us, right? Uh, so we thought we had the technology in place. We had a very sophisticated um, online platform. Mm -hmm. We thought we had enough uh, machines. We thought we had enough bandwidth. Um, what we had failed to pay attention to was that a lot of our faculty are not comfortable suddenly transitioning from an on-campus face-to-face, right? <laughs> that was the real moment. Um, and also running parallel to that, a lot of our students aren't comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I realize I'm talking in circles. I apologize. But go back to our mission. We serve hundreds and thousands of students who perhaps are not yet academically ready for college. Mm -hmm. If they're not ready for traditional, whatever we think that means, learning, right. they're, they're absolutely not ready for online learning. So, but again, what a wonderful opportunity to look at our professional development um, initiatives to see, wow, those are not working, to recognize the kind of help we needed to bring entire programs online, to really understand what does quality look like in an online environment, mm -hmm. 
how does that impact pedagogy? So it's been a wonderfully liberating moment as well, because I think we've got to take advantage of the, this opportunity to rethink what are the fundamental learning outcomes for courses? Mm -hmm. uh, how do students demonstrate mastery? Can we really embrace competency-based? How do we blend these experiences? Um, this has been a really liberating moment, but a sobering moment as mm -hmm. well, because it was, look, I, I can't tell you right a lie, this has been a very awkward transition. It's been a, been a very difficult transition. Mm -hmm. Because and at warp speed too, right? <laughs> over uh, right, I yes, I mean, I I came back to campus on a Thursday, and on a Friday we made the decision to stop teaching uh, on camp and close everything, right? Yeah. And 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 now I can't even remember that day because I don't know what day it is anymore. Yeah, but it, it's been challenge after challenge after challenge, things as ridiculous as trying to set up a Wi-Fi hotspot in a parking lot yeah. to, to suddenly needing to buy 200 Dell laptops. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. anymore. So, so talk to me about that Thursday, right? So how, how, what did that decision look like? Because I know you had to make it earlier in March and sure. um, and then some folks are going to be in the position where they may need to be making it again. Yeah, I well, I think that's absolutely what right. What is that? What is that? Um, you know, uh, uh, what is a seat at that table like? <laughs> so well, I but I think in some ways we're all making these kinds of decisions daily. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's it, it was helped by the governor issuing an executive order. Mm -hmm. So to, to some extent, that the ultimate decision had been made for me. The, the, the real decisions were, we, we had to do three things. And I've said this all along. Number one, we must sustain student learning. Number two, we've got to protect the health and safety of staff and students. And number three, and this is the one that keeps me awake, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to sustain this institution. And I don't say that lightly, and I don't say it with drama, right. but, but the, the hits, the, the financial hits we have taken um, really jeopardize the future of the college. And um, that, that doesn't go away. That's a real challenge. Yeah. And I think you're unfortunately in very good company there. I was doing some reading recently about the study that, you know, how many colleges are going to survive, thrive, right. or expire in this, yep. Um, yep. In this uh, in situation. And it's really frightening. I mean, colleges that you wouldn't think would be in a position of right. not making it through are in that position. And I love your, you know, your three things to stay focused on. And I think that's a great uh, um, organizing principle for the conversation, <laughs> so to speak. So right. from a sustaining learning perspective, how um, how are you addressing that with, are you doing hybrid or remote or what, what does that look like right now? It's been two tracks. 
there's the there's the learning piece, um, and we've done that uh, traditional. We've done traditional online. We're doing remote uh, synchronous learning. We're doing remote synchronous with lab work on campus. And now we started this week, we're bringing students back who were doing lab work or other hands-on. So it's multiple modalities. Mm -hmm. But the other piece, sustaining student learning is for our students, it's all of that support. Mm -hmm. And part of the challenge was how do we take all of those offices on campus that support students, something as fundamental as we have a food pantry on campus. Mm -hmm. So if the governor has closed my campus, how do I support the hundreds of students that are that have food insecurity? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's little things and big things all at once. How do you do advising? How does the tutoring center go on online? So we've used Zoom, we've used Microsoft Teams, we've used the telephone. I mean, we've, so it's a patchwork, right? Uh-huh. We learn as the pandemic evolves, so does our knowledge of it. Well, as this evolves, our knowledge of this new normal keeps evolving uh, too. But it's a real holistic approach. Um, and at the same time, how do we help our faculty um, adapt to a very changed pedagogy. Um, so it's everything is being reimagined and and reinvented. I, I think we're making mistakes, uh, but we're learning. I think an awful lot as well. Yeah, I I always say you learn much more when things go wrong than you learn when they go right. And, Absolutely. Uh, what would you be willing to share something that uh, one of the learnings, maybe not so much as as a mistake, but as a as just a share as a learning? Sure. So I think, you know, what it what it has highlighted is things that are missing. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the technology piece, um, we really lacked those skill set. We we lacked a sort of manager. We lacked an administrator because we'd never filled that position. We had sort of decentralized it. That That's a mistake. Uh, we had to hire um, some people who could really take that global look um, and, and help mm-hmm. us. That was one. Number two, we had not invested in, in really focused, strategic professional development for for online we'd sort of let it sort of not rot away but we we hadn't nurtured it that right. was a mistake um and the other things we're learning as you know we had to buy licenses for certain <laughs> technology platforms because the free thing didn't really work right, right. um so so what I, I wish i could be more sort of helpful in that answer, but it's been so global. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure we'll continue to make m- mistakes. A lot of it is communication. Yeah. is You've got to let people know what you're doing. There's a lot of anxiety out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is these relationships. Um, so, you know, also touch points for students are yeah. really important. So you you mentioned the 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 fact about communication, and I was going to ask you about 
college is in general, right? A huge piece of that is the community that a campus um, contributes. And how do you, uh, you know, how do you use what you can use now to sort of foster that sense of community? What is some of that looking like? So I, I, that's a great, great question. And it, and it gets to, and it, you know, our students, are, and I know this is corny, right? This is really corny, <laughs> but, but, you know, those, those young people are, are in our care, right? They, yeah. they deserve our compassion and our empathy. And when campus was open, that's so much easier to do. It's a place to come. It's a place to see those staff members that care for them, that support their momentum, that know what their dream is. And all of a sudden, that's shut off. Mm. So, again, I don't know the answer to that. I started to write a daily um, update um, that I that I hoped would would tell people about what was going on, would provide links to resources, and and simply say to students, we we haven't forgotten you. Mm-hmm. This is really important. And remember, a lot of our students are, are part-time students. Mm-hmm. They're parents. They're working full-time jobs. Um, so many of them lost those full-time jobs. Mm. So so how do we how do we tell them to stay the course? Because community colleges have done a great job bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Not such a great job sometimes getting them out with a credential so that they can move to the next part of their life. Right. And I can imagine that the remote learning and hybrid environments make that challenge of getting them out with credentials even tougher. It's well, a huge challenge. What what could support that mission? Maybe the um, what's a piece of the puzzle that we could plug in in terms of a technology that might help or uh, um, something that you'd like to see. I mean, maybe you're even working on it already, right? To to um, bring the hybrid learning to this to as close to in real you know, real person-to-person, in-person learning. To return to this, to this idea that this is an opportunity for us to rethink the way we just broadly think about higher education. Mm-hmm. Here's what some of the things I'd like us to at least think about. You know, one of the things that challenges our students is this notion that learning only takes place from September to December, Mm -hmm. and it's got to be 14 weeks long, right? So I think technology lets us provide students their own timetable. If they can demonstrate mastery of the learning outcomes at a pace that allows them, for example, to accelerate learning, how cool would that be? I think that's really important, right? Because yeah. why yeah. do you have to sit in a class for fourteen? We- I, I'm right. not. I'm not knocking the fourteen weeks. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. And I. I have to laugh because um, I, I worked in uh, cable television industry uh, oh, many moons okay. ago at the time when we had to explain to people what a DVR was. <laughs> right. Right. And 
we used to talk about it in terms of going from prime time to my time. Right. So now we're talking about that shift, time shifting, right? You can time shifting your classroom work. You know, you're going to go from class time to my time and and learning is a continue. I I think that's a, a very interesting perspective. And you know, if we're not learning, we're not living. So I like the opportunity. <laughs> right, right. No, no. I mean, I think so. You know, we've talked about this idea of a flipped classroom right. for a long time. But let's dig, di- let's dig deeper into that. Um, can we get students uh, experiential learning opportunities that are meaningful? Can we embed uh, real career skills in academic courses? Why do we have this unnatural divide between career education? And by the way, we often use that as a dirty word, right? And, you know, academia. Right. That's that's so, that's nonsense. It's not, it's the same thing. Yeah. So let's, let's throw it all up. Let's build a different kind of menu here for students. Um, and I think that how do we we could better collaborate with other institutions? Yeah, I don't I don't want to see colleges go out of business. So let's be creative. How mm-hmm. can we how can we share students? How can we share programs? How can we work better with private industry? Um, how can they help build programs? Look, state funding is going to collapse. Let's just acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. So how do I replace that revenue? I, I, I need to go to private industry mm-hmm. and, and they need to support my students in a different way. But these are, again, these are wonderful opportunities yeah. to, to rethink yeah. this whole business. Because they're your student, they're your students today, and they're the future workforce. So private industry has a big stake in it. Absolutely. And, and look, I'm sensitive to industry saying, you're not teaching them what we need. Okay, so tell me what that is. Right. Let's partner and we'll figure that out. I mean, I still think it's important to read Moby Dick, but if there's other stuff you need, then let us know and we'll figure it out. Right. Create a PowerPoint and then share it on Teams. <laughs> and, and, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, right. I, I just I think there's so many things we can do here. Yeah. Um, just from the sublime to the ridiculous. Let's just reinvent it. Uh, <laughs> This has been so refreshing. I, I uh, we should have used this. We, you know, we just rebranded our our podcast to be called the Big Rethink. I really think you should have been the title podcast. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I, you, you embrace the rethink um, in such a beautiful and authentic way, and um, it, it just the the conversation today has really been inspiring and. I um, I think that your fellow educators and, and even just uh, listeners in general will really get something out of this. I, I love that you're taking the um, potential lemon and turning lemonade, you know, taking this sure. remote learning that's been thrust upon you and turning it into the opportunity. And I think we need to, to really focus on um, 
how we we take those challenges and make them work for us and sure um and sure. nobody was prepared. I, I think you spoke no. to that earlier. No matter you know how much you had platforms in place and machines ready and right. um, bandwidth, it's it's still um, an evolution that has to happen. And um, a- I think absolutely. it's you know time to throw out the old rule book and and rethink what's possible. Right, and I think there's a great opportunity here too to talk about lifelong learning. I mean, I I. I think there are some great institutions, but if you're not 18 to 22, you don't go to those colleges. Well, right. but, but you don't stop that thirst for learning. So I think we can become 24-7, 365 days a week, places of transformation for for everyone. Yeah. Um, not just career, not just voc. It's it's learning is learning is is learning, and whatever that looks like, I want this college to be a part of that. I want my students to be a part of that because it will enhance all of our lives. It will mm-hmm. make us achieve a more perfect union. Right? It really will. That's the other thing that people. Remote technology in this kind of moment, this can also really empower people to to think about our society, to think about our culture. There's an inclusiveness here that's mm-hmm. inspiring, and 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 I think it focuses on the moving forward in thoughtful, intentional, and and I loved your your focus. In, in a community way. We're a community college. It should mean something. Well, thank you so very much. You've been so generous with your time this morning. And I think we've had some great conversation today. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's really, I should thank you for allowing us to focus on the community college. So, so thank you very much. It was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. That wraps it up for us today. I'm Susan Campbell with another episode of The Big Rethink. Tune in to new episodes every other Wednesday for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. 